Hello and welcome. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm your host, Meg Berryman, and this is the Beyond Being Well podcast. Here at the show, we are passionate about helping you. Helping you build deep relationships with yourself, the earth, and others. Helping you foster a deep, embodied sense of well-being and empowerment. Helping you slow down, work sustainably, and consume mindfully. And helping you create social change from the inside out. So settle in, get cosy, and let's get straight on with the episode. Hello, beautiful ones, and welcome back to the podcast. This is season three, episode four, a really special masterclass that I'm recording for you guys um, as we bring this decade to a close and go into the holiday season here in Australia. And before we do that and get into the juicy details of this masterclass, I wanted to remind you that doors for the Lead Her program are going to be closing after the first week of January. So if you are going to be joining us and school starts on January 19, then I highly encourage you to either complete your enrollment by making your first payment or to book a pre-admissions call with me because it's going to be a really potent four months that we're going to be journeying through together really looking deep into your strengths, your gifts, your passions, your experiences, as well as some of your challenges and alchemizing them into a beautiful sacred social vision that allows you to build a practice centered on contribution and connection, creativity, um, that allows you to not only show up in the world as a fully expressed woman, but allows you to Bring about the changes that you want to see in the world in a deeply embodied way that leaves you feeling vital and not burnt out. It's 16 weeks of circles and trainings with incredible guest mentors and so much support. Um, And I don't think there's any way to explain the magic of it. Um, But if you want to check out what some of our other beautiful women have said about it, you can go to www dot megberryman.com forward slash lead her i would love to welcome you into the program if you're a socially conscious woman wanting to take her well-being work to the next level and wanting to really amplify your impact as well as get more pleasure and purpose in your life so let's talk about this masterclass. a bit of a caveat before we start this is a masterclass that you're going to get the most out of if you're sitting down somewhere in a beautiful environment, hopefully, with your journal or, and your workbook, which you can download at the link in the show notes um, in, at megberryman.com. And you're going to be wanting that workbook, a pen, maybe a beautiful drink like a kombucha or a tea. Sometimes in summer I make um, green tea with jasmine and then I make it into an iced version and I sip it all day and it tastes kind of like deliciousness like it just tastes delicious so um, I'm also into iced lattes at this time of year whatever you feel called to bring with you if that's a candle if there's some essential oils if there's um, like some beautiful nature natural elements like rocks or pine cones whatever you feel drawn to bring with you 
um, during this masterclass, this sacred time, this sacred half an hour we're going to spend together, I encourage you to grab it now. And if you need to pause, do so. You'll also get a lot out of this if you're listening to it driving or walking, um, but just allowing some space to come back to the questions or do the workbook later um, will really help you embody it and embed it. The reason why I'm recording it is because I've had so many conversations this year with the women that I work with and with myself around how to make sure that the creative ideas and intentions that come into our consciousness are being translated into 3D reality or at least um, explored more fully out of the intellectual realms. And by that I mean I think for so many of us we live in a constant perpetual state of like one day. One day when I have more money, I'll do this. One day when I've done more courses, I'll do this. One day when my kids are bigger, I'll do this. And I think that the one dayness is hiding a whole lot of stuff underneath it that as women we've been conditioned and socialized to believe that I personally believe we need to work through individually and collectively to allow us as women to step forward to step into this new era where the feminine is expressed, fully expressed, and to create collective change within the way that we're handling the environment, the way that we're leading, the way that we're raising families, and so on and so on. So as with everything that I do, everything we do on an individual level has a profound impact in in the collective. And so I invite you to bring to this work a level of compassion and consciousness, but but fierce commitment to doing it. Because what I'm seeing and and getting a little frustrated with is, uh, within myself especially, is the being in perpetual motion without ever moving forward if that makes sense so the wheels are spinning a lot and yet the things that we say we want to bring into life that we want to create express be are not manifesting because there is something happening in the translation of those ideas into 3d reality and that's really what we're going to explore i've been on a really big journey this year in terms of harnessing and using my intuition and really understanding how it speaks through me. And I think the women that did lead her this year have seen the evolution of how I've come to trust it um, a lot more. And thank you so much to each of them who has allowed me the space to play with it and to harness it and to work with it because I'm leaving this year fiercely uh, in deep reverence for my knowing beyond the rational self and next week on the podcast I'm going to be sharing an incredible chat with Ricky Jane Adams all about that but in the meantime I wanted to share that the way that my intuition speaks through me in the dominant ways is both clairsentience so I feel things in my body but also I'm learning that I have a highly developed sense of clairvoyance which means that I see things and so when I've been having these conversations with women around how can I translate all these billion ideas into 3D reality or how do I get out of the perpetual planning cycle or the perpetual like one day cycle, the image that has kept coming into my consciousness is this image of the moment that a jet plane touches down on the runway as it's landing. The wheels are going super fast right, in that moment, 
And then there's this contact point where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. And the the plane is able to propel down the runway using all the force of the momentum that it's gained from its time up in the air, but then it's made contact and it's shifting, it's moving forward on the tarmac. It's not stagnant or stopped. And I think that this analogy is really kind of, or this metaphor, sorry, is really uh, poignant because I think a lot of us are either on the ground spinning, like doing burnouts, so we're grounded, but we're not able to move forward. So we're doing a lot of busy work without actually ever allowing that busy work to move us towards either our vision or our values in a, in a tangible way. Or we're stuck up in the sky and we're like circling and we can't get down <laughs> and we can't get to the tarmac. And so I wonder which of those visuals really supports you in leaning into this idea more because that's going to give us a clue in terms of how to resolve it and what particular challenge, what particular embodied um, practices are going to work for you, but also um, how we can approach it because each of us will have a, a kind of a nuanced complexity to the way that this perpetual motion plays out. I really wanted to develop a masterclass which supported women to firstly discern whether the projects and goals or visions or things that we want to work towards are actually in alignment with us or are actually someone else's soul's gifts to carry. I wanted to allow this process to give some space to reflecting on what's worked this year in 2019, what our strengths are, where energy is wanting to flow and able to amplify that rather than starting our goal setting process from a fresh page and just writing a wish list of all the things that we want and therefore not being able to have that momentum that I talked about as a starting point that we're essentially falling out of the sky and wanting the plane to move forward when actually we can use the momentum that's already existing to create some traction and that contact that I talked about. I also wanted to create a 2020 visioning process that allows you to expand into the fullness of who you are, but also to clear some of the shit in the way. Um, I think that we're great at doing the visioning and planning. And I know each of you are like stellar at identifying a problem and then finding an intellectual solution. We're less good at actually taking the pause to work through the fears coming up, to clear them and to move forward. And I really wanted to create this masterclass. So I really wanted this to be a loving, fierce container to discern what is in alignment with you, how it wants to be expressed. What strengths do you have to draw on? What phase is it in? What season is it in? And how you can really move to the next phase in holding yourself accountable to turn these things into 3D reality. It's a mixture of accountability but deep compassion, understanding that there are reasons why we find it really hard to do this as women. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But before we come into that, what I'm going to invite you to do, if you're driving or walking, don't sweat, but if you do have some space, I'm going to ask you to come into your bodies because so often we approach these things from the wrong perspective. We're approaching it from the body rather than the heart and we're trying to 
Um, you know, when you like go into an intuitive process, but you already know what you want the answer to be. And so then you're subtly trying to control the whole experience. I want to create a space of soft openness where we can really be in full receptivity of what is wanting to land and come in. And maybe it's going to be different to what we expected and that's okay. That openness and receptivity may be what's in store from us in from the universe is far better than what we ever thought that it could be. So let's do that. I want to invite you to close down your eyes, soften your gaze, whatever feels most comfortable, bowing your head slightly towards your heart, just acknowledging that this is the point which we're going to be referencing. And we're going to take three deep breaths. So inhaling through the nose deeply, right down into your belly, filling up the diaphragm and filling right down into the abdominal cavity. And as you exhale, exhaling fully, shoulders dropping out the mouth. Releasing the breath fully, inhaling deeply through the nose, filling up your belly, filling it up until you can't fill it up anymore and then pausing and taking one more sip at the top. And as you exhale, releasing fully out the mouth, maybe taking a sigh if it feels like there's some energy that wants to be moved outward. Lastly, this time I'm going to ask you to inhale through the nose and as you do, lift your arms up to the ceiling, interlacing your hands if that feels comfortable, pausing again at the top and taking one last sip and exhaling, dropping the arms down to your side, exhaling fully out the mouth, taking a pause. Now keeping the breath, inhaling through the nose and out the mouth, take your hands onto your shoulders and just take some beautiful shoulder rolls, almost like you've got these little chicken wings rolling around and rolling your shoulders up and back and down with the inhale. And as you exhale, coming back the other way, all we're doing, it doesn't matter what it looks like or if you struggle to, to follow along without a visual, all I'm asking is for you to roll your shoulders in a way that feels beautiful and expansive and opening and subtle and sensual and soft. Using your breath and the movement to start to create a rhythm. Allowing the energy both to be enhanced, the quality of the energy internally to be kind of cleansed and the stagnant energy to be moved out. Taking your hands out to your side, almost like you're extending your wingspan like an, e an eagle and taking some wrist rolls. So clenching your fists and rolling your wrists around. So you're opening up the heart and lung meridian on the inside of your arms and then rolling the wrist the other way. Beautiful. Again, taking your hands up overhead, releasing them down taking a couple more shoulder rolls and maybe taking some neck rolls. So you're looking down, taking the left ear onto the um, left shoulder and then in semicircles rolling over to the other side. So right ear to right shoulder and back and forth again with the breath. <sighs> Beautiful, wonderful job. Now, it feels like your hamstrings are tight, right? So I want you to just do something now to stretch out your hamstrings. If you're sitting cross-legged, take one leg out to the side, stretch towards your toes and then the other one. Or if you're wanting to, if you're standing, bending over a couch or a chair and just lengthening the hamstrings by softening your chest down towards your thighs. 
and now taking some rolling hip circles. So again, whether you're seated, you can move your torso around in a circle almost as if it was a, um, a, the, the handle of a spoon and your pelvis is the bowl. So you're rolling around and around, just really getting into the, the hips and the juicy ligaments and tendons there. Or if you're standing, just doing some beautiful pelvic circles. Doesn't matter what it looks like, you're doing perfectly. Wonderful. Now, taking any last movements, maybe up through the rib cage. So you might want to take like a lateral side stretch. Or you might want to, if you're like on all fours, you might want to just do some like circles around using your hips and your ribs and trying to get both of them in. You might take an extended puppy pose by keeping your butt up in the air but walking your hands forward and softening your chest down to the ground. Whatever feels good. I totally honour your wisdom, your inner knowing of how your body wishes to move and I trust that whatever you do is going to be perfectly aligned for this process that's about to come. A lot of women I work with really want explicit guidance and they're saying, please tell me exactly how to move my body and I truly am not the expert. I truly don't know what your body needs in this moment but I really know that you know and I'm just holding this space for you to move in that way, to honour that, to trust that it's enough. Beautiful. Okay, so finding back way, uh, a way into your seat and as you do that, I'm going to just start to share the reasons why this may feel hard, that this translating, this touching down, this getting the rubber to hit the road might feel difficult. And I want you to pay attention to your body as I say these and understand which one is poignant for you because that's going to guide a, a little bit of the next um, part of this masterclass. So I want you to be first quite explicit in saying it's not your fault that this is happening, but it is your responsibility to heal it. The world really needs us as women to step forward, particularly those of us who hold privilege, to be able to translate what is being asked of us and to make the necessary adjustments in our lifestyle to allow those things to be expressed through us. Because not only is that going to enhance our own vitality when we're responding to the messages that are coming through us and being asked for us to be the vehicle for, but um, it's better for the collective too when we're all in our zones of genius, we're all working in a way that's sustainable for us and uh, we're doing it with a, with a healthy dose of self-compassion. And we're doing it with curiosity into what emerges as we try and translate our ideas into projects or reality or just following our inner guidance. Like that process of following the guidance in and honoring it can be really, really tough. So it's not your fault because patriarchy and capitalism, which are two hugely uh, oppressive systems in which our dominant social and cultural reality is built upon, really wants us to not ever translate our ideas into reality. It really wants us to remain powerless, to remain in states of not enoughness, to remain in states of perpetual overwhelm and to remain in the con this, this idea of like one day I'll get there. Because while we're in that state, we're not challenging social norms, we're not speaking up, we're not taking up space, we're consuming more than we need and we're kind of 
stuck in a perpetual survival response, right? Like we're all mortgaged up to our eyeballs. We're all too busy. We've all got all of these things on our plate. We're all trying to reach an impossible ideal and just keep our heads above water. And that benefits those who have power over us or a perceived sense of power. No one can actually ever take our power away. It benefits those in power, right? Those few that control the resources and the power. And so for us to have the courage to challenge those fears that sit within us about taking up space, about speaking up, about completing projects, about starting projects, about following our inner guidance is really a revolutionary thing to do and something that takes time and a lot of courage and a lot of resourcing. We need spaces held for us to do this work because it's really bloody hard. I've been doing it for like five years and each year I hit new edges of I can't do that and I don't deserve that and I'm not worthy of that and I can't do that and I'm so bloody overwhelmed and I know that you get me because I know that you're a socially conscious woman just trying to do the best she can and my love you are doing the best you can and it's so enough. I really want to help you amplify that and to let go of some of the stuff that's in the way. So we get into this mode and we've been taught to relate to each other through judgment and comparison. So with women, because of our biology and because of um, then the socialized constructs in which we live, we are very uh, tuned into our social nervous system, which means that we have a deep desire to belong and that we never want to rock the boat right? So we sit in this system where to rock the boat is seen as a huge, um, a huge threat to our survival because as humans, we want to belong and we want to, we belong in the group. So this comparisonitis and judgment has us believe that to stay safe, we need to be the same as one another. We need to not stand out. We need to blend in. And the trade-off of doing that is that we remain completely, um, inauthentic, right? We remain wedded to the goals and visions of other people that it feels safe to be like, rather than ever healing the part of us, the schoolgirl that got bullied, the young girl that's needs weren't met, rather than going there and meeting those needs and reparenting ourselves, we choose to remain safe and to never challenge the status quo because that feels safer. But I think it gets to a point, and maybe you're there already, maybe you've already passed it, where the trade-off just doesn't seem worth it because suddenly there's all this repressed expression wanting to come out. Suddenly you've got all these ideas and we can't actually get them anything started because it doesn't feel safe because we don't want to stand out. So I want to let you know that this way of relating, especially with other women, has been taught and therefore it can be unlearned. It can be unlearned. But to do that, we need safe places and we need to make safe within ourselves and learn tools to feel safe being different and standing out and being oneself. It's a really hard thing to do. And wherever you are on that, and it's not linear, it's cyclical, wherever you are within that cycle, trust me um, that this place with me and in the spaces that I create, that is where you can ultimately be yourself with all the questions and the unknowing and the vulnerability because we're all there all the time to ask some questions about what your actual self desires and how your actual self expresses 
knowing that as we go through seasons and cycles of life, that changes, right? But there is a true expression. There's these deeper parts of ourselves that's our soul or however you want to name it that is true for us and is unique and doesn't want to be the same as everyone else just to stay safe and doesn't want to be stuck in the perpetual 13-year-old girl right of like the one who like for me remember when you went to school and you and it was casual clothes day and you forgot and like that shame and the embarrassment of standing out that's what we're going to start to heal together um so there's this other part of it so there's this comparisonitis there's this social nervous system part and then there's this other part that's like where we're in a state of resourcelessness And we've been taught that it's safer to be under-resourced than to be resourced because to be resourced would mean that we'd have to be worthy of those resources. So a lot of us are just just in life often with a lot of basic unmet needs. So in this moment, are you thirsty? Are you tired? Are you hungry? Is your body stiff? Do you require some fresh air or some space? Is there too much work? Like we, we are all carrying this level of resourcelessness of like we haven't even met our basic fundamental needs as a human being, particularly around sleep. And I'll share a little bit about more that, about that later in my journey this year. And so how do we expect to ground creative ideas or to pull things out um, from the muse or from our intuitive knowing when we just have unmet needs as a human, as a, as a vessel, our body is asking for things and we haven't met them. And again, that's been taught to us that to be martyrs and to be fixers and to be under-resourced feels safer than to be resourced and actually have to show up for the things that have been asked of us through our souls, through our intuition or our soul, however you want to refer to it. So do you have basic unmet needs? Are you too tuned into your social nervous system and the belonging? Or do you feel like there's this, um, you're in a deep survival mode in terms of like right now your whole system is in fight or flight. And so there's some things that need to be taken care of in terms of your physical safety, in terms of your perceived sense of safety before you can achieve that touchdown that we've been talking about. I think that as women, the other thing we've been taught to do is to do way too much and do it poorly. And so a lot of us don't want to do anything poorly, so we just don't do anything, particularly not the big stuff. I can't tell you how difficult it is for us and myself in particular to stay focused on the one or two things that I know I want to do a week that really that really are connected with my bigger social vision and my bigger work goals and my bigger goals as a woman and um, and to meet those needs that I talked about. Like I'm trying to do too much and I'm not leveraging the things I'm doing fully. A really good example is when we think that doing wellness is doing lots more activities and so we're doing them all but we're not really open to receiving the benefits of them and we're not really receiving the love and the nurturing and the care and the intention behind them and so it's like eating junk food without eating our protein and and good fats right like we're we're fueling ourselves with junk food with sugar rather than building like a solid fire and groundedness by receiving the intention and the nurturing that's already available to us we're doing too much and not leveraging the things that we're doing 
in a business sense, I know that I can get really trapped in the like, I'll put out a podcast and I won't leverage it. I won't share it widely. I'll just do one post on Instagram that like two of you will see. And then I won't really allow the content of that podcast to be received and landed fully. And I think so much of the challenge of this era is to tune out of the hysteria and to build the scaffolding and roots around the things that we're doing in order for them to have the impact that we want them to have. And I'm talking about that both in our internal life and our external life. So in your family life, are you scheduling too many things, wanting to be the mom that's supporting our kids? And then we're not getting that quality presence time, that connection time with them. That's really the fuel that we all need as a family to keep surviving the capitalist system wants us to be in this state it wants us to be endlessly consuming and endlessly creating and endlessly feeling like there's not enough and there's so much to be said for like sufficiency that's built on leveraging the things we're doing and doing them really well and committing the time and the intention to doing one thing well a week that's going to get you closer to your vision rather than thinking that to get there you need to be busy doing a billion things and doing them all in a way that's in a survival mode. I really believe that in the School for Sacred Social Leaders, part of the collective that I'm creating is really about a a group, a cohort of people that is grounding the energy of the world, right? And it's not to say we're carrying the responsibility for the world because hello ego, It's to say that as a collective, we need more of us holding this energy of sufficiency in our bodies and embodying enoughness in a way that we're working towards our projects consistently and with with intention and with receptivity. So we're actually receiving the rewards from it as well because we all know it's not the destination. Like we've all tried that. We've all learned that lie. And now it's unlearning it. Process can be so beautiful and juicy if we allow ourselves the time and space and if we really remember that there is no there to get to and that we are cyclical beings, particularly as women, and that whatever's showing up in this moment in our lives um, in terms of our intuitive guidance but also in terms of our challenges which is kind of our intuition speaking anyway, is perfect. Um, And that really dialing down the urgency and dialing up the intentionality, not only are we building a kind of more mindful society, but we're challenging these assumptions that we need to be switched on all the time, that we need to be going a million miles an hour, that it's always about more, um, If you think about the way that we're advertised to in terms of like we're being yelled at and there's time pressures and there's this fear of missing out and like that is replicated in our systems in terms of this late stage capitalism model that's been replicated on the inside of us as well. And so really to challenge it, to have the courage to challenge it in our lifestyles, in the way that we approach our work in the world, in the way we approach our relationships It's revolutionary and it's the work that I'm so passionate about leading. So that all being said, I hope you have an idea of maybe some of the ways that this programming is playing out in your life and how it's preventing you from really being this clear vessel that 
the universe is using you as a tool to shift us all forward in whatever way your soul's curriculum says and that by cluttering that vessel with lots of other stuff and expectations and other people's goals and all of this conditioning around the way that we were parented, the way that we were brought up, how our emotions were met, how our intuitive guidance was met and how much we were allowed to trust it, all of that clutters up the vehicle. And so our job in the next part of this is to really clear some of that in order to allow what wants to be um, expressed through us to land and for us to then ground it if it is the thing that is in our experience right now. So I'm going to invite us now to go on a bit of a journey. So I want you to pop your pen down to slow whatever you're doing and to come back to a point of stillness. And I will say that if you're listening to this whilst looking at your phone or something else on the internet, kudos to you because I'm that person. But I also invite you to just take a pause from other things and other distractions and just receive this visualization fully because this is going to be really telling. And in your workbook, you're going to find all the questions that I'm about to ask during this visualization for you to then work through and download whatever you saw during this meditation practice. So we're going to start by, again, taking those three deep anchoring breaths. And I'm not going to guide you, but I want you to do three breaths, inhaling through the nose and exhaling out the mouth and softening and relaxing and dropping the shoulders on the exhales. If there's a way during this process of the breaths that you feel like your body wishes to adjust or move, honoring that and then letting the energy sink down. And during the last exhale, really inhaling as fully as you can before exhaling, chest dropping, shoulders dropping, pelvis dropping, feeling really anchored to the surface on which you're sitting, standing or lying and allowing yourself to be held allowing your bones to be weighted, allowing everything to be supported. There is a resource underneath our feet. Her name is Mother Earth. She gives us so much abundance and so much just groundedness and stability if we can take a moment to tune into her. And as you find a point of centeredness and stillness by focusing on your belly button and inhaling and exhaling through there, allowing your body to switch out of the parasympathetic urgent response and into this receptive Trusting in this held and supported place that whatever's going to come in now into your field, into your awareness, is truth and is in your highest good and in the highest good of the collective. And as we're lying here, sitting here, standing here, I want you to get a sense of the space between your body and the room that you're in to get a sense of the volume 
between your body and the walls of the room. And in doing so, to become aware of all the space around you, as well as the space within you, the space between your thoughts, the space around your heart, and almost flicking back and forth between the space within and the space without. And allowing this spaciousness outside of you to start to separate the thoughts, the sensations, even between the cells and the muscles and the bones to separate within you so that the boundary between you, your body and the space around you starts to disintegrate. And that you get a felt sense of yourself as the space. And as you notice yourself as space, you feel a tremendous amount of expansion of your whole energy system. And suddenly you're the trees and the wind and the water and the earth and all the animals and all the particles and everything. And in this field of possibility, I want you to become aware of whatever energies are trying to move toward you. Whatever in this infinite field, maybe in the form of like a wind or a breeze, is trying to come toward you. And your vessel is receptive and open to whatever is trying to come toward you and move through you. And you feel this breeze approach your body and you feel it all over your skin. You feel it mingling with this spaciousness that you are in your cells. until you feel it become part of you. You feel it moving through your system. And you get a really felt sense of the energy of this. Does it feel excited? Does it feel creative? Does it feel optimistic, hopeful? Try and describe the felt sense of this energy being in your field, in your body, in your awareness, in your spaciousness. We don't need to know what it is in this moment. We just need to have a sense that something is trying to be expressed through us and trying to understand what exactly that is. It's really important to get the discernment you so desire to have clarity on where to focus your time and energy and resources in a way that doesn't burn you out. 
because you are here to do so much more than pay your mortgage. Because you were here to do so much more than the limiting scripts that you've learned have taught you. And that doesn't mean pressure. It means that this wind, this breeze, this energy is being moved through you. It has chosen you. It has been attracted to you. And can we for a moment put aside all of the ways that we have blocked it or not wanted it or bypassed it, been distracted and just allow it to land? Knowing that it's chosen us to evolve us, to help us move forward through all the challenges that feel too hard right now. It's not in the way, it is the way. And as you let it land and accept it, you almost envelop it in this beautiful, warm, loving hug. As if it's like finding its way home. And it recognises you and you recognise it because there's some part of you that's been ready for it and waiting for it. Maybe if there's emotion coming up here, allowing it, that's grief. It's part of it here too. This energy is here to evolve you. And part of that is being willing to let go of the parts of us that have resisted the path that is being wanting to be expressed through us. Know that I'm so lovingly holding this space for you. Enveloping this in your heart space, this energy, allowing it to settle into your system and just noticing where in your body it wants to travel. For some of you, it will want to travel down through your legs and feet and you'll get a sensation of wanting to move. If that is you... Being aware of where it wants to move you to. Where would you walk toward? What would it have you do? For others, it may want to be expressed out through the heart space. Maybe in the form of holding space. Just expressing deep love or gratitude or appreciation. Or simply being the embodiment of unconditional love, which is right now in this point on earth, both the hardest and most profound and important thing that we can learn how to do. Maybe it wants to travel up and be expressed verbally. There's something you wish to say. Maybe it wants to travel up even higher and into your brain and you feel it planting a seed there that branches out into a million tiny little uh, leaves and roots. Almost like maybe this body of work is wanting to be birthed through your mind. And then expressed back out. Maybe it wants to travel down your arm and write. You want to write something or pick up a computer or pick up a paintbrush or a cello. Maybe it wants to reach out in the form of a hug towards someone. Maybe it wants to um, carry something, build something. 
Maybe it wants you to teach something, to write something. Maybe the energy implodes inward and you see maybe a part of you that is ready to be expressed and right now your work is around owning and reclaiming that. If it's in your womb space, is there sexual trauma that it's time to get some healing around? If it's in your chest or shoulders, are you carrying responsibility for something that's not yours or is there an intergenerational pattern of guilt or shame that you are shouldering and it's now time to release both for you and the collective? Allow this energy to move through you without hindrance, being fully open and just witnessing it. And if you're not quite sure of what it means, your body wants to move in a way that doesn't make sense, just allow it. Be curious. Allow the perfectionist and the urgency to be quietened because we can control how we react and respond to this energy moving through us, but we don't get to choose the timeline. Trusting that if we don't receive the message yet, it'll come back again and again and louder and louder. So there's no right or wrong here. Just allow the energy to land and start to get a sense of what it is that you're being asked to do, create, be, change, shift, hold, love. Knowing that because it chose you, you are perfectly resourced to do so. In this moment, you don't need another course. You don't need to do a million more things until you're worthy of this energy. It's chosen you and you're worthy of it now. And now sitting with this energy, as if you were sitting alongside a river watching it, watching where it courses, watching which way it turns and bubbles and ebbs and flows, I want you to check in with your intuition to the following questions. What is it that's wanting to move through you? How would you name it? Is it a felt sense? Do you visualize something? Do you hear something? I'll give you an example. When I ask the question, what's wanting to move through me? I get an openness, I get a receptivity, I get a really felt sense of wanting to reach out and expand towards someone, towards a woman. It feels like hope and optimism and I get a visual of like holding someone really close and telling them it's okay. So when you get a sense of the essence of this energy, however that's speaking to you, you can name it. This feels like hope. This feels like love. This feels like compassion. This feels like empathy. This feels like creativity. This feels like artistry. This feels like um, truth. If you're a writer or a speaker, if, there is a, if you're a truth teller, maybe it feels like truth. This feels like clarity. This feels like nature. This feels like groundedness. 
What is this energy that's chosen to be expressed through you and how would you name it? And now ask the question, how is it wanting to be expressed? Is it wanting to be expressed through your parenting, through the way that you're raising your kids? Is it wanting to be expressed through your work and just how you're showing up with your colleagues in the workplace? Is it wanting to be expressed through your own individual work on yourself right now? Feeling that deep insular kind of hermit archetype. Is it wanting to be expressed through your voice, through your pen and paper, through your um, creativity, through your leadership? Knowing that you're the steward of it, you don't need to be in control of it. You don't need to fix it or change it. You just need to be willing to listen to it. I wonder whether what's, you could have a felt sense of what strengths you have to draw on in order to be the steward of this energy that's chosen you. Trusting that this feels so woo-woo and weird. Be open to what lands. You are as intuitive as anyone else. No one is more spiritual than anyone else. You're worthy of this energy. You're worthy of, and you have the language to talk about it. Everyone's so different. And there's no hierarchy in terms of people that are more spiritual or not. So what strengths do you have to draw on that could help you to aid you to be the steward of this, to be the embodiment of this energy and to express it through you? Knowing that you could interpret it so many different ways. If you have an energy of excitement or optimism or hope, or, and if you can be really specific about what the energy feels like, then the pathways are really clear. And there's some questions in your workbook, but staying with this in your body for a moment longer. Getting a felt sense of what phase this energy is in, in terms of its movement through you. Does it just land it and it's planting seeds that need time to grow? Do you need to work on the fertility of the soil in order to let this happen? Can you let go of where you think it should be and instead get some perspective on where it is? Maybe it's in the emergence phase, in the spring energy. It's just starting to grow and peep through the soil and you need to nurture it and shield it from the birds and make sure that it's well sheltered. Is it in the summer? Is it really ready to be expressed? Are you really ready to be, to answer the call? Is it in an autumn, just this energy of starting to slow down, to listen, to tune in, to be curious about what it is that wants to be said or shared? Maybe taking loving care of yourself in that process. And then having a felt sense of how you wish to move it to the next phase. Just a moment of recollection, a moment of clarity here to say that there may be many ideas coming in and that is a sign if there's overwhelm around that that there is not enough channels in your life for a creative expression that there's a there's some repression and that finding some pathways to joy and release and express without judgment without perfectionism without needing to be an expert that that may be a call for that so what does this energy, what will it have you do next? Like the next step, not 25 steps away and the biggest picture and when this thing changes the world. What is the very next thing that you need to do as soon as you finish this masterclass? 
And lastly, what's in the way of this energy moving through you? Getting a bird's eye view of your body and getting a felt sense of where there's any blocks. Is it in your throat? Is it in your heart? Is it in your womb? It's probably going to show up in one of the energy centers. Is it in your third eye? It's around trusting your inner knowing. Is it above your body, out of your body? How do you get a felt sense of what's in the way of your sacred social vision being expressed through you? Where is it in your body? And then getting a sense of maybe what that block is. Meeting it with deep compassion. I'm here with you. I see you're trying to move there and you can't. Because there's something that feels really painful here. I see that. I'm here. Trusting that you've got all the information you need. I want you to take a really deep inhale through the nose. And as you do so, take your hand to your chest. And as you exhale out the mouth, applying some firm pressure to your chest, grounding yourself back down, finding those firm boundaries of your body as you take another two deep inhales and exhales. Knowing that this energy has... Uh, being allowed to land and that it will continue to move through you over the next couple of days and weeks and months and year and it is in your best interest to find ways to connect with something greater to regularly tune into this question of what's next and where in the cycle is it and how do I meet it and honor it and what's in the way trusting that if nothing has landed during this process it will I totally believe it will and that this is enough. Just by staying on this masterclass this long, you have done perfectly. And I so see you and honour you exactly as you are right now in your strength and beauty and with all your potent gifts that you're here to share that feels hard to share because of some of the things that you learned about yourself and that you're still holding on to. I'm allowing you some time now, it's about five minutes, to take some time to answer the questions in the workbook, to follow the activities and do anything else you feel called to do. Otherwise, I'm closing this masterclass now and trusting that if you feel called to take this work and to spend four months journeying with me, I trust that Lead Her is the perfect container for you to find more purpose and clarity, to let go of some of the other stuff and to, in doing that, step into sacred social leadership, which is a new type of activism, which is not about what you do or how much you do. It's about how you are in the world and how your energy is and how others come into contact with that energy and that it transforms them and it transforms communities and families. So I really trust that if you're called, you'll reach out, meg at megberryman.com. Otherwise, I'm wishing you the most beautiful Christmas and safest New Year, full of receptive love, full of deep connection with nature and your loved ones, and full of just deep compassion for yourself, wherever you find yourself. 
these holidays. Sending you so much love. Until next time, bye.